0: And we're back. It's the Double Team with myself, Nick Wiggins, and my guy, Steven
1: Root. Root, what is up, man? All good. All good. We're back trying to uh, get some NBA stuff going on, man. Team USA not looking good. That's all we have really had going on, um, which is good for us to do our breakdowns. But Team USA, you disappointed? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I mean
0: especially coming off those world champion comments yeah. that um, now Giannis is supporting that guy. He said that he was scared to come out and agree with them because of what all the other NBA players were saying. But I mean, after that performance, I mean, it's, it's gotta be true, right?
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, technically what Noah Lyle said It's it it is correct. I mean, look, you can say what you want, but I mean, it just it's a fact that what he said is correct, that, you know, it's a it's an American league. But whatever, you know, we'll see if Giannis wants to agree. Let's see him wearing the grease on his chest. Let's Mm have a you know, this team. Yeah, they could have won. They they for sure could have won. But now you look at what we could have had out there compared to what we did all the news now is that LeBron wants to be the one to kind of unite the uh, the absolute superstars of the league. Yeah. Um, talk about Joel Embiid saying that he's, I don't really understand how it works. Honestly, I'll admit that, you know, but I guess Joel Embiid is a name that um, apparently he's, in other terms, in other words, a free agent where he could play for Team USA. Um, but yeah, you talk about Steph Curry, you talk about LeBron, Chris Paul said he wants to play for the, the team USA. So there's all kinds of superstars. Booker has already booker, Durant. Him. Yeah, so all these guys that were not a part of it. Um, so if you add all these those guys to a team USA, then Anthony Edwards isn't your number one. Then you're not relying on Brandon Ingram. I mean, Anthony James Jackson Jr. averaging like two rebounds a game. That's brutal. I mean, you know the rules for FIBA are a little different, but still, don't tell me Jaron Jackson should not be out there dominating. Um, we we the emergence of Austin Reeves and and uh, Anthony Edwards was great to see, but clearly not enough to bring this team together and win. I mean, it just wasn't. I mean, yeah, you've had good stories out of it, but look, I mean, well, Anthony. Anthony Edwards is up next, but clearly not yet. I, I mean, he is up next as far as being a superstar in the NBA. We know that, but look, we've still got guys out there that are the superstars of the league. And if this if Team USA is important at all, they ought to be out there trying to win it. So here they are, you know, trying to say, "Oh, we're going to be out there next time." We'll see. Well, and they're getting they're getting smacked by Team Canada,
0: who is mostly NBA players, right? Sure. Shea Gilgis, Dylan Brooks. Right? They were having their way with Team USA and Germany, right? Dennis Schroeder, he shoots four of 26, and they still win the championship. Bogdan Bogdanovich is looking like a superstar out there playing for Serbia going to the finals, and Jokic isn't even playing with him. So <laughs> I think it's a good move, obviously, to get to reclaim USA as the basketball capital of the world because right now man the serbians are taking it over i know they didn't win but they didn't have their best player either and they still went a lot further than america did
1: yeah dennis schruder saying the german team he was playing on was the most together team he's like you know most tight together team he's ever played for so yeah you could see some of these countries that clearly do not have the talent as a team usa would but If they're smart and play together, they can beat a Team USA that's just expecting to win. Um, But clearly, we've got the superstars that we could put out there to to not let that happen again if they all want to consider it important enough to play in. We'll see. But Team USA. Because they're blackballing Trey Young off
0: the team, man. That's what uh, it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, Trey Young. Nobody
0: knows how to be a role player.
1: (laughs) Yeah, true. They're all right.
0: just out there hooping together. Steve Kerr, get Steve Kerr out of here, man. Put
1: Eric Spolstra in there. Oh, boy, Steve yeah. Kerr don't know what he's doing. I mean, Ty Lue, Spolstra, I mean, there's other guys you might want. Then, you know, Steve Kerr, we don't know how good of a coach he is. You know, he can have an idea, but, man, has he had the absolute gift of coaching who he coaches. Yeah. Well, and so. any,
0: anytime Steph Curry's not healthy, they're one of the worst teams in the league.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, to me, Spolstra is the best coach in the league. Ty Lue's up there, too. Um, You know, but, yeah, I i, I wouldn't be upset if they went another direction from Steve Kerr. But, oh, well, man, we'll call that a disappointment, and we'll see yeah. next year. I mean, the the Olympics is important. I mean, in the grand scheme of basketball, I mean, the dream team, these Olympic teams, the the Kobe years, I mean, it is important. It's something we look back on all the time and talk about. So don't let it become this thing that our stars aren't participating in and we don't think it's important. It's always been important. Let's let's treat it as such. I mean, when you
0: have Austin Reeves and Walker Kessler being the <laughs> leaders of the team, that's how you know we've really fallen away uh, from what we used to be. But look, we talk about Steve Kerr and him coaching. Let's go ahead and just transition from there to talking about our first team we're previewing today, that being the Golden State Warriors. Over the offseason, they got rid of Patrick Baldwin Jr., Dante DiVincenzo, Jermichael Green, Andre iguodala has gone, Ty Jerome's gone, Anthony Lamb, Jordan Poole, and Ryan Rollins, and then they get back Trace Jackson Davis, they sign Corey Joseph. Chris Paul comes in that big trade that sent Jordan Poole to Washington, and they bring in Dario Saric, and they re-sign Draymond Green. Do the Warriors have another one in the tank, you think? They also got rid of uh, Wiseman at the trade deadline, which was a pretty big move.
1: True. Wiseman goes to Detroit trying to really solidify himself in the league. Detroit will give him that opportunity, but – had the opportunity in Golden State if he wanted to seize it. That is what they're missing. Kevon Looney will grab every rebound in the world, but still at six nine, there's a cap there. What he can do, who he can cover. I mean, I'm a I'm a big Looney fan. He's great at what he does. But don't tell me this team doesn't have serious holes. And if if they're not healthy, um, then then no, they they don't have another one in the tank. But let's have Andrew Wiggins back for real. And that is your is your most important well excuse me don't let me say that but you know what i mean andrew wiggins the finals mvp what he can bring defensively curry's got to be out there but i think we're starting to see what what the new regular version of clay thompson might be he can get hot or he can go ice cold and disappear um draymond too he comes back all kind of talk is it was if draymond was going to come back but they, I mean, look, at this point, you decide to run it back. That was probably by far the better option than not. Um, so Andrew Wiggins is kind of the glue guy, the piece that has to be healthy, too, with Steph Curry. That's uh, he's your number two. Um, I don't lie. We've talked about it plenty. The Chris Paul edition. What that's going to look like, nobody knows for sure. Um, but removing the Jordan Poole, I mean, yeah, he's he can get – buckets time he wants it seems like but I don't know about that defensive effort just basic overall effort and team chemistry let's remove Jordan Poole from what what they have here I don't know if there's a person out there that they could bring in to give them the size they need that that's that's the glaring hole is the size of this team they're they're very small and when Jokic is running the west I mean you've got to have somebody that can match up and at least try to, to have a body out there on them. Yeah, um,
0: the Chris Paul, I, I did see that Chris Paul is expected to be a starter. Now he will get limited minutes. He's not going to be playing th- over 30 minutes a game, but he is going to be in that starting unit. I wonder what that looks like. Is Andrew Wiggins at your four and Draymond at your five? Because I know Clay's not going to want to come off the bench. You know, I know Draymond's not coming off the bench, but – I do think Chris Paul to to Jordan Poole, I think that's an upgrade. I mean, when Jordan Poole becomes a player that you can't even play in the playoffs, you can't even give the guy minutes anymore, that's how you know it's just time to go. Chris Paul, if healthy, he will get minutes and he can be productive. I do fear that Chris Paul and Draymond at this point in their careers offensively basically play the same role. Um, so I wonder if they'll stagger their minutes, obviously the defensive role is completely different, but offensively, you're not really going to be scoring. You're going to be just setting up everyone else, but maybe it can be like a super version of that. Having both of them. And, but I don't know, you're going to sag off Chris Paul a little bit. You're not really worried about him blowing by you. Chris Paul can't play defense anymore. So that's another issue. It's like they, they they made positives in certain areas, but then it's like their deficiencies became greater in other areas. It's going to be really interesting to see how it all works. I do think Dario Saric was a good pickup in mixing into that um, team and that rotation, but, I mean, I don't know. It, it It's going to be interesting to see how it
1: plays out. I mean, it will be. I mean, I – one thing I love to see is is when Chris Paul is on the court with Steph Curry and Steph Curry without the ball in his hands um, and just, you know, moving without the ball, I think that can be something that looks really good and works very well. But, I mean, look in the West and the size they have to deal with. I mean, even, even a Sabonis for Sacramento, not the biggest guy in the world, but a big part of their offense um, – and, and Phoenix and the Grizzlies, these younger teams like a Sacramento and Memphis. I mean, there's a lot of size they have to deal with. We know who's at the top in the Nuggets, um. but I just – This old. is an old team, man. Old-ass old team. They're old and small. I mean, and without Wiggins, that we we saw what they were without Wiggins. I mean, they've got to have him. There's, there's going to be a lot of times where, you know, if they're running a lineup with – and I, I presume they would a lot with – Wiggins and Draymond being the bigs on the court, I mean, just look up and down the West. I mean, they're going to be in for it a lot. And, you know, they're old. They're going to get – I don't see how they're much, if if at all, better than what they were last year. I think this team is not a 50-win team. Um, It just looks like we're nearing the end. We've known that, but I think it's really going to start showing a little bit especially if we get into the season and guys start going down if clay if draymond if they get hurt i mean they're going to be fighting for a play-in spot i mean i could see that i could see them drifting off the edge a little bit what do you what do you so what's your prediction for this season i'm gonna say they're gonna be in a fight with the play-in i think uh you know you bring them down one spot to where the Lakers were, the Lakers got better. I'm I'm going to believe the Lakers got a little better than what they were. Um, but I could just see them having to fight it out with Dallas, fight it out with the Thunder and the Timberwolves, these these younger teams that are going to give you a fight. Uh, I just put them in that spot now. It's, it feels crazy to say, and they could easily prove me wrong. But I mean, all logic has to show you that they're inching their way toward the end of this, lineup working Steph is still the absolute man I'm a big fan of Wiggins I mean he is such an important piece to them um but I just I don't buy their bench I mean Moses Moody can show up Kaminga is the guy that I think needs to show how that he needs to show himself as being a piece that could prolong the inevitable of this thing falling apart I mean they've had the ability to kind of add youth to their veteran team and with Moody and Kaminga kaminga's got the talent though to really be special and with the size lack thereof he could be on the court a lot he's got the opportunity to be special and we got to see it but I, I put the put them in the you know seven eight nine spot trying to fight it out 40 44 wins something like that they had 44 and i don't think they got better and i don't trust their health whatsoever yeah
0: Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, when they were in that King series, the Kings, one of the worst defensive teams in the league, Steph Curry had to play like a God for them to keep that game close. Like he had to make the toughest shots every time. And that's just not reliable enough to win. Like we see how LeBron was able to kind of take plays off and those, that Lakers team could still be productive and efficient without Steph. They're nothing. And They just The team just doesn't have enough, I don't think, to help him carry the load. I do think that the team is a little bit better with Chris Paul. Just his IQ, I feel like, can unlock a lot more things than a guy like Jordan Poole, who's just, hey, when I get the ball, I'm going to shoot it. So I think adding that does enhance the team. But they are so old. They are so small. They are so injury-prone already. It's just not a recipe for success. I'm with you. I think they're going to be uh in that
1: range like you were saying seven eight nine. But, well do uh, they do they get out of the play in? I mean if they can show up for one game if that's what it takes you would have to believe in Golden yeah. State still. Um, yeah but- they,
0: they, they could do one game. Um just because you know they're vet vet savvy. They know all the tricks of the trade that a lot of the younger teams might not um but I don't think that they could pull it out in a seven game series. Against yeah. anyone really. That's in yeah. that upper echelon
1: of Western Conference teams who they would face if they did make it out the plan. And it it you know, it's a unfor- you know, kind of sucks to say, but you kinda at this point have to believe there's gonna be long stretches. They're without Steph, they're without Chris, they're without somebody. Um, if not multiple players. These guys and that team isn't gonna be good. No. Uh-uh. So that's that's where it is. And then, you know, they can try to retool which a lot of people thought they would kind of move on from Draymond. And, I mean, Steph has still got it. But, man, I mean, Clay is what he is now. I think he'll still be able to pop for 50 whenever sometimes. But still, I mean, they are what they are. I mean, they just got to kind of watch how this team can try to retool for the future and keep Steph and and remain relevant. But I think they're in for a bit of a grinding out kind of year. Well, one team that made some
0: improvements for sure this year is the Houston Rockets. So they get rid of D.J. Augustine, Josh Josh Christopher, Usman Garuba, Frank Kaminsky, K.J. Martin, Ty Ty Washington. So bottom of the bench type guys and who they bring in. Dylan Brooks, Jeff Green, Aaron Holiday, Jock Landale. And then uh, Amen Thompson, Cam Whitmore, and Fred Van Vliet. So I would say the biggest additions, really, out of any team. You got the new coach, uh, Udoka, out there now. But there is the, if you uh, have been following the news.
1: Yeah, Kevin, lay it out for
0: us. What happened? Devin <laughs> Porter, Jr., has been arrested. He's now in custody for beating and strangling his former WNBA player girlfriend, allegedly while she was asleep. And the Rockets aren't in a place where they can deal out of punishment. The NBA has to do their own investigation. And this guy's, I have to predict and expect He's out the league for good. He's already had a lot of issues before, and it seems like they keep giving him more chances and hoping he cleans his act up. But this has got to be the final straw, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think so. Uh, there, he's no stranger to getting in trouble, and this this deal sounds like something that is so bad you're not going to come back from. Him. I mean, it just looks terrible. What allegedly what he did. Um, So we'll just give you that information and then basically talk about the Rockets and what they look like without him. And honestly, for their development, okay, get them out of there. Now this opens up space for Eamon Thompson more so to, you know, have more time on the court. I think both Thompson twins, Asar and Amen, look absolutely incredible. They look like they got guys that are going to hang around the league for a long, long time. Um, so, you know, Kevin Porter, he's, he's caused some issues within the team in the past, just seems like the kind of guy you're going to be all right without, you know, talented as a basketball player. Okay. But we're at this spot in the rebuild where Rockets have their players. They have landed some really good players, guys that are aging and it, and it all seems to be working. So, I mean, well,
0: I just, think the team's gonna be better without him. Yeah, uh, that's was, it. He was on like an $80 million contract. I thought he was overpaid. I he hasn't proven anything. I don't think he's a winning player. I, I really don't think he's a winning person now. But you're gonna get more minutes for Amon Thompson, who you and I both agree are legit. You're gonna get more minutes for Fred Van Vliet, the guy you're paying $40 million a year to. Dylan Brooks is out there, but I think. One of the sneakiest and best additions for this team is Jeff Green. Just as a veteran, as a leader, we saw him out there in Denver last year. I really think that this Rockets team, and you know, we haven't even mentioned Jalen Green, the, the real star of the show, Jabari Smith Jr. So much potential. You're bringing in some good, hard nosed vets that have seen success, and you got the coach. I think that this team, is going to be the most improved team in the NBA. I think they're going to
1: make a playoff berth this year. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you for the most part. I just don't know how many how many wins they're able to steal away from other deserving teams in the West. I mean, they're going to be must-watch. They're going to be highlight reel all the time. Jalen Green is, is a freak. We know that. You know, you got to see how it works with uh, – I mean, we'll say for totally different reasons, Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet. Can Van Vliet not take every shot in the world? You know, he's kind of been a little accused of, of doing that in the past. Can it look like a real team instead of guys just trying to highlight themselves? That's, that's what's going to take time with a young team like this. Um, Dylan Brooks, we'll see. I mean, you know, he got paid. He found a team that wanted him. I think he fits in perfectly here you're right about Jeff Green who else who better i mean okay fine better sure but jeff green is just the ultimate pro at this point where you're not asking him to win you games you're you're signing him for a very important reason and he can be that that mentor that vet um so i don't know how many wins it turns into immediately they'll be able to run with a lot of teams they're going to be very Very fun to watch. But, I mean, even guys like Jayshon Tate, he's been there a little bit. Tari Eason, super athletic. Um, Singoon? Yeah, Singoon. He's super skilled. Jabari Smith and Jalen Green, though, those are your your true pieces that you are trying to build everything around. Um, There's no way
0: this team wins less than 38 games. 38, that's a lot. I mean – but well, you got all these young guys who are out there ready to hoop. You know that in that, those meetings when they were bringing in Van Vleet on that two year deal and Dylan Brooks, they told them like, look, we got a lot of young guys. You got to help us teach them how to win, be competitive. Like that was the whole plan, right? You're not just giving Fred Van Vliet $40 million for no reason.
1: Uh, oh, yeah.
0: His play style that definitely, I don't think is worth $40 million. I don't think Dylan Brooks play style and what he did in Memphis was worth 20 million a year, but they got it so there has to be a bigger plan and we all know that the potential is there they're uber athletic super talented I think they just needed someone to focus it in and I think they got that now um so yeah I think this is this is the team that like the Warriors are going to be playing in the play-in uh
1: yeah yeah I mean you know the play-in teams with OKC, Minnesota, New Orleans, they all expect to kind of be right back there. Um Portland will probably come down even from winning 33 games. Um, but yeah, Dallas and Utah, they ought to be right in this mix. I mean, they're they're built for it, but I could see them I could see them playing in a lot of tough games and it doesn't turn into Wins immediately um, going for twenty two wins, yeah, they should be a thirty five win team. They should be able to get there. I mean, you you want more than that too, but it's just so difficult of a conference. I mean, who's who's taking all the losses if if they're going to steal a bunch? So I just got to look around and and at least they're going to be relevant. I mean, the West is relevant to the absolute bottom with Houston and, and San Antonio now. So they're all just going to be trying to kill themselves, kill each other and who's taking the majority of the losses somebody has to um so yeah they'll be better they're just to me more than anything is fun to watch i mean we'll see if how many wins it turns into but i'll i'll definitely give them 10 to 15 game improvement that's what they're looking for so i think they win 30 something games and try to at least fight for that last play in spot that's where they'll be Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, last team that we want to highlight
0: in this episode is the Indiana Pacers. They lose O'Shea Brissett. They trade Chris Duarte out to Sacramento. George Hill is gone. James Johnson is gone. Gabe York is gone. Big signing is Bruce Brown from Denver. Uh, They draft Ben Shepard in the first round. They trade for Obi Toppin and that's really it and they get uh Halliburton on a contract extension
1: what are you thinking about the Pacers man I'm pretty high on the Pacers I'm pretty bought into where they are along the rebuild process and you you've already locked up Halliburton as the guy um all this talk about trading Miles Turner why would you I mean there's plenty of other teams yeah the, could use them and want them. But if you're the Indiana Pacers, why would you try to get rid of that piece that seems to be perfect for what you have already? Uh, bringing in Bruce Brown, I'm a huge Bruce Brown fan. They're just, they're going to be relevant. I mean, they're going to bring the fight to a lot of these teams, especially at the top of the East. You know, maybe early on, they're going to be able to to sneak up on a lot of teams and they're going to steal a lot of wins. I could definitely see them being... Um, I mean, 35 wins last year, I could see them being one of the more improved teams in the league. I mean, I could see them jumping a Toronto, a Chicago, being right there with with maybe a, a New York and Atlanta. I mean, could they be in that mix? They're gonna I try think, to. I think you're giving them a little too much credit. I might go be going a little far, but I just I think they've everything they've done has been right. I mean, I'm not gonna tell you. Adding Obi Toppin excites me that much. But having Halliburton and Matherin, these are real pieces. And now they've been in the league for at least a little bit where Halliburton, if healthy, all season, this team can go sort of far. I mean, they're going to be a playing team. Absolutely. I'm not buying
0: into the Halliburton hype as much as other people are. I think he's definitely good. But people are just crowning him as this next Elite, elite, goat point guard in the league, yeah. and I'm just—I think he's good. He didn't show up at Team USA.
1: Yeah, he
0: didn't look too good there. I just—I don't, I don't know how I feel about uh Rick Carlisle yeah. at this point in his career. I just—I don't know. I think they're gonna be okay. They're gonna be a playing team. I don't think their win total is going to change much from last year. I think that they might improve as players and as a team, but I think they're still going to win right around 35 games and be battling in that play-in spot around Chicago and right there around with Toronto. Um, I just don't think they have the star power to quite get to where like a New York in Atlanta, a Cleveland are. Now, if Donovan Mitchell leaves Cleveland, I think then all of a sudden they're kind of in that same
1: uh, spot. But I don't
0: know. I, I'm definitely. Yeah. I think the Rockets are going to be better
1: than the Pacers. I'll say that. yeah see that's that's so tough. I mean, to me, that you go top to bottom to the absolute bottom in the West, everyone's fighting for relevancy, and you know, in the East, you've got spots where. You've got Charlotte. You've got now Toronto. I mean, you've got Brooklyn. you got some teams that are going to take a step down from where they were. So it opens up one of those spots. And if anybody's going to seize it, I would pick Indiana. Um, Orlando, too. But, you know, you're going to have the opportunity for Indiana and Orlando to kind of steal the spot that Toronto and Brooklyn had. And get to that forty win spot, and I would pick Indiana to be the most likely to touch forty wins. Um, I will yeah, say they I, do I think win Orlando out of those yeah, two, I'm, and you're both are okay to pick. Um, I think Orlando is going to be much improved too, but you know to get into that spot, I I, I pick Indiana. They're they're going to win forty games, and they're just going to be able to. You know you can look at the depth on Indiana and not love it. I mean you're just kind of Jarvis Walker was a was a great draft pick. He's going to yeah. be a he's going to play the 4 a lot and kind of be the perfect piece for the 4 spot for Indiana. Super athletic. Um you know I just My- think that Miles Turner is I think he's soft. Yeah. From-
0: I've seen him play a lot. I just think he's soft. I think he gets bullied and bodied really easily. Now he's got long arms. He can get blocks, but he isn't going to get over eight rebounds, and he's just going to stay at the three-point line on offense. Now, all of a sudden, the next big in your depth is Obi Toppin, another soft big that isn't going to get you any rebounds. I just feel like that team doesn't have any grit that you need, and – I think that's why they're going to stay right around that 35 uh, win mark, because I think they're going to get dominated by bigs. And, you know, in comparison, you look at the Orlando Magic. They're one of the tallest teams in the NBA. Franz Wagner is close to seven foot. Uh, Manchera is close to seven foot. So Markel Fultz is like six, seven, I think. I think it's just going to be really rough for Indiana, and I could definitely see, I don't know what the actual line is, but I could see them, you know, honestly going under whatever that projected win total is, even though they might all improve. But I think the rest of the league is improving as well, so it'll kind of muddle the fact that they improved um, also.
1: Yeah, I mean, health is a big factor for Miles Turner too. Um, I think he misses a lot of time. So, you know, we can we can look at their win total and see what it is. Um, you know, the Pacers right now it's it's a little better than what they were, 38 and a half. That's kind of the spot, right? So if I'm if taking the under on that. Yeah, I mean the the magic, you bring up the magic, they're at 36 and a half. That might be one you like. So it's tough. Rockets 31 and a half. Oh, I'm
0: hammering that over. Because yeah. th- Think about it. They're in the teams that they play the most are the Spurs. They are better than them. Yeah. The
1: Mavericks, they are better than the Dallas Mavericks are right now. Yeah. Right? I mean, the Spurs, the Spurs are at 29 and a half. So Oh no. I mean, you like the Rockets. Ah, I mean the Raptors are at 35 and a half. I'd be looking under there, um, you know, man. The Rockets, that is the easiest
0: over, man.
1: That's easy. You don't yeah. bring
0: in Fred VanVleet and all these guys that are win-now guys to only win 30 games. They got the talent. You know Green's going to get better. You know Jabari Smith's going to get better. You know Singoon is going to get better.
1: Yeah it's just uh-huh. i think it, i i don't i think it might take a little time to turn into wins i mean i'm just there. i'm looking here too i'll give you i'll give you some like uh the warriors we talked about them today 48 and a half mm. i don't know that's a lot that's an under yeah i'm i'm that de- would definitely go under there too uh just keep keeping on here the suns 51 and a half uh, like a lot. The Lakers are 47 and a half. Knicks are 46 and a half. Oh, man. I mean, you, you're a betting man. Some of these, your Hawks are 42 and a half. Yeah. It's over right there. No, it's not. First whole year with Quinn Snyder. You kidding me? <laughs> Poor Detroit, 28 and a half. Looking over there. Big time. See, I don't understand how they got Houston and Detroit so similar. well, I mean, you're just by you're saying a fifteen game improvement from what they were last year for Houston that's that's hard to do. they made hard the most do.
0: improvements on their roster I mean,
1: yep. I mean that's and not, that's they made true. the biggest improvement
0: out of the coaching position and they're potentially getting a woman beater off their team that's
1: scary. That's scary. <laughs> that will help. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I think we've probably seen the last Kevin Porter for a long time. I mean, that's brutal bit of news coming out, but you just can't have that around at all. If 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 it's anywhere true, what it looks like is true. Um, but yeah, I mean, the depth on on the Pacers is a real concern. I mean, the size, Jalen Smith there as a backup, but he's a six nine guy. Uh I mean, you're right to say everything you are, but. You know, I just think there's room in the East for port for Indiana to be in that play in over a over a Brooklyn maybe, and Toronto. I think they're coming down, so spots open up. Could it both be the Pacers in Orlando that that sees those spots? Yeah, I think that's likely. Yeah, yeah, it's all very likely, but we won't know until the season
0: actually tips off here in about a month, a little more than a yeah. month. So we're we're getting pretty close. Time is definitely ticking by, but we're here to witness it all and get you excited for it. Root before we close it out. Anything
1: you want to say? Um, go Lions, go Falcons. Good week for <laughs> yeah. us both. Lions took down the Chiefs on Thursday night. That was that was awesome. Real sports buzz around the city of Detroit. Way more so for the Lions and the Pistons right now. Um, that's right. That's kind of where I'm at. Hey, football's going on too, so our teams are looking all right. That's right. We definitely are looking all right. And
0: next week, what what teams do we have next week? Uh, we did Indiana,
1: Clippers, Lakers, Grizzlies.
0: Okay, that'll be a good one.
1: Yeah, that's a big one. We got the we got those three coming up. The LA teams and Memphis, and then Miami, Milwaukee, Minnesota after that. So plenty of good teams we're about to get to nice all right well that's it guys for steven
0: root i'm nick wiggins and you have been double teamed